This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. (whistles) Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time, injury time. Look out, takes, Almunia saves, knock out, follows in, Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Trondini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Hello, you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Carl. And I'm Peter. And joining us for the opposition view this time round, Ben Bloom from the Blue Monday podcast. How are you, Ben? All the better for speaking to you, boys. Really, always a little bit trepidatious because of the abuse, continued abuse that I always get every time I come on this podcast. But people seem to enjoy you guys having a pop at me, so you just carry on, Justin. Is this this true? I mean, I I, I don't know whether there's a, an extra level of abuse. Um, would you call it abuse, Peter? I'd call it joshing, banter. I don't know. I've I, known to be oversensitive, ah, Justin. Ah, okay. I, I'd say it's, I say it's us expressing our, our, our affection and thanks towards you. Okay. That's what it is. In the same way as we are likely to express our thanks toward Keith Stroud at any point. And oh, a big hello. referee Stroud. He's not doing the game, is he? No, thank God. No, okay. Luton fan insists on wearing orange every time he comes to Vicarage Road. I'm just kisses, saying. Kisses the ball. When it's when he comes out on TV as well, doesn't he? He's atrocious. He's atrocious. We were talking to Southampton, and they said both them and Bristol City at the same time both thought he was atrocious. So there you go. We're just we're just building up a weight of evidence against the man, and then we will submit it to the FA. It will take nine months, and then ban someone. I hope. There we go. Never mind. Never mind. Anyway, sir, welcome, welcome, welcome. Not only to do not scratch your eyes, but also to Blue Monday podcast you know ipswich podcast we get to speak to ipswich as ipswich because every time i get to talk to you ben you go oh well, we won't talk about ipswich we'll talk about all of the other things that you cover on the benjamin bloom football channel and the, you know the, the championship and all that all that great stuff which if you don't see it get over there and have a look but in your capacity as ipswich fan promotion joy we spoke to you at the start of the season about all things but tell us how has ipswich's how has it felt in terms of you coming back up to the championship with a much prized manager we mentioned that at the start of the season doing really rather well since you've been coming back take us through the uh, start of uh, ipswich's season just ridiculous yeah just imagine imagine you're like 
best case scenario, then go above it to, nah, that's silly. That will never happen. And then add 20% on. That's our season so far. It's just been absolutely absurd. And I remember sort of talking to Justin about it last season of, oh, you know, we're told it'll work better in the championship and the, you know, the level of the coaching will will just stand out that much more. And I was kind of like, oh, really? You know, that just, that sounds like an excuse for not necessarily crushing it every week in, in League One. But just been in, just been incredible. I, my rule of thumb, Pete, is that you get six to eight weeks if you're a promoted team because five teams will have sat their managers, three teams will have sold their best players. You know, there'll be lots of organising going on and then you get caught up. But we've not been caught up and to be in a year one parachute team sandwich at the top of the table is just just ridiculous and i think we're we're still we're not grumpy yet we're still in that thing of we've been pretty rubbish for 15 years and we're just really happy to have been good for 18 months two years now it's just a, a fantastic run and wherever it goes it goes but very much like we were just talking about arsenal beating luton in the 97th minute last mm-hmm. night before we started recording you go into it thinking no chance but when you get to minute 97 you're still gutted if you don't do it and i think that's where <laughs> most Ipswich fans are now look at the points total they'd have to right royally f this up to not get in the playoffs now at least it's been a, a, a fantastic showing i think you know yeah really and truly and uh you know kieran mckenna has been he he has been lauded and has proved to kind of, he stepped up to the plate and done it very very well and received quite rightly lots of plaudits i think uh, that that that's all fair enough in terms of the the team and the approach you haven't come up and spent loads you got I mean, uh, george hurst and was it taylor jack taylor, jack taylor i think yeah. he spent something like one and it was just under 2 million on each or something like that but i don't think you've actually spent physical cash on players any more than that 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 you had have they have they been able to supplement or complement the the league one to to, uh, the league one side or uh, tell us how how is it how's been the evolution in the championship well i have to be humble and self-aware enough to say they spent loads in league one so a lot of the a lot of the spending was done which if you've got money is kind of smart because the ffp limits i know they rolled for three years but you can do investor, uh, sorry, owner investment far more yeah. in League One than you can in the Championship with the hard 13 million losses on the FFP. So, look, Leif Davis was already there. Christian Walton, who won't be in the team, but is one of the big earners, was was already there. Uh, George Edmondson was a big deal in League One. Sammy Morsey, kind of Chaplin, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. George Hurst was on loan last season, but they went back and got him. And Jack Taylor, because the results have been so good, you get that lovely luxury. I'm sure you've had it from time to time at Watford, where you buy a player while you're winning, and you can go, mm-hmm. oh, do you know what? Train a bit, come on as a sub a bit, and work your way in. So, yeah, I mean, it's pittance in comparison to you know the parachute teams but we have to be show enough humility to say when we were in league one Ipswich were the richest team and were the ones spending the most so I think you have to acknowledge both sides of a big spend relative last season and a nice little bit of topping up but the key is the pattern of play not any sidings and the pattern of play is it kind of four two three one under under McKenna or does he does he vary from that at all how nerdy do you want me to be with my answer oh. 
Uh, this, this is you're talking to me. You can be as nerdy as you like. You talk to Justin. You lost him at nerdy. Yeah. That's fine. I'm gone. Yeah. So it is a four-two-three-one, but it's one of these very clever lopsided ones where you skew to the left-hand side because Leif Davis and Nathan Broadhead play that side. So the space from a Watford point of view is down the Watford left-hand side because that's where it all kind of moves on an axis to get the left-sided players forward and everyone kind of. Mm-hmm covers and there's a bit of Leeds were very good at exploiting that and counter-attacking down their left-hand side our right-hand side but no it'll be a 4-2-3-1 and it's that nice muscle memory where I say you know what the team is going to be it's a three-game week so there's always some rotation because it's as you probably have have ascertained quite a good time to play Ipswich because it's Middlesbrough away and as much as you guys probably don't think a home game against Norwich is anything big. If you're if you're Ipswich, oh, no. that's the biggest game of the entire season, and the emotional investment in that just a few days later is is going to be is going to be massive. So yes, to a four two three one, but with some nuance added to that. And the three game week's going to be interesting, and we've already got some suspensions to take into account for the first game that we assume are going to play in the second game, which is Watford. So, but I'm sure we'll get to that. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. I approve of footballers being called Leaf. Um, it's far too new age for me. <laughs> footballers should be called Colin and Dave. That's my yeah, rules. It, on it can be called whatever the hell he likes. Um, Justin, <laughs> when he's got seven assists from left back in a quarter of a season or whatever it is. is. It actually spelled uh, L-E-A-F? Or is L- it? No, it's the Welsh L-E-I-L-I-L-E-I-F. Oh, uh, okay. All right, I, I don't care. He's a... He's a beautiful man, and for <laughs> years we've never, we've never ever since. I mean, we had Aaron Cresswell and Tyrone Mings going back sort Ooh, yeah. of ten years, basically. We've never, and you guys have done this routinely, brought well, stole right at the top of their their mm-hmm. value and cashed it. Never been able to do it, and finally we sat there. Okay, whatever happens at the end of the season, we're potentially going to get some gigantic. Jay- Gigantic club record size biz for for the left back. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, there's me complaining about Leaf, and we've got like Edo, Miletta, you know, Vacoon. You know, let's let's be honest. I'm all about the double standards. That's entirely fair. Um, So out of the out of the the other players that you you bought in, because I saw that you know you bought in. Brandon Williams, which I thought was kind of like, wow, that's interesting because he was formerly on loan at your opponents at the at the end of the week, shall we say? And he kind of obviously, I presume, kind of knew him from Man United, which makes sense. Has he been playing, or has our old friend Leaf, we're on first name terms now, <laughs> kept him out of the team? Brandon Williams is one of those rare beasts who can play both sides. Ah fullback so the combat look there is no competition even in the championship probably with a left back to get uh, over Leif Davis Harry Clark was another big signing it yeah. which made from Arsenal at right back during last season and this is how ruthless um I know McKenna comes across as all calm and studious we were a bit like why has he got two right backs when we spent a million and a half quid on one Brandon Williams has just got that Premier League level mobility physicality do you know what I mean he looks very Man United and I think there's an argument and I don't know whether he would admit it he's a a young guy who's maybe not 
quite got the um, the whole package together in terms of just the you know the, the focus and the. I'm assuming he's always been the best player in whatever football team he's ever been in since the age of about two. Now he's we'll, in with welcome to Old Trafford. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, welcome to Old Trafford. Exactly. So there's been a couple of off pitch issues, but hopefully Ipswich can be the beneficiaries. We're happy, really happy to have him. The problem is, you know what it's like with an elite club loanee. If they're in any way good, you know they cost you 10, 15 million at the end of the season, which you know is just not going to be a thing. So really, really happy to to have him and looking forward to either his winning goal or red card against Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> yes, when we when we were in the uh, the Premiership and we went up there, I have to say on one of on one of those days when Ishmael Assar turned you know decided to turn up and he left. Poor old Brandon Williams with twisted blood, so he did. Mm. Especially once we brought on Kiko as well. During during the summer, and we haven't spoken about this, I listened to a very interesting edition or episode of The Price of Football, which was with Mark Ashton. Previously of this parish, I will be open and say not very well considered of this parish, primarily because of a very odd use of the word ring-fenced, which didn't seem to involve ring-fencing very much, never mind. Went off to Bristol City, stock seemed to rise generally, come to yours, and actually, I have to say, fair play to him, it was a really interesting kind of, you know, 45 minutes listening to a CEO of a club talk about it. How happy is everybody with the ownership model, Mr. Ashton, and how things are being run, I presume, pretty much so. Let me be very, very careful with what I say here. So Mark Ashton is one of those people who, I'm sure you probably listened to that Price of Football episode and Kieran and Kevin were asking him questions and you're kind of like, he's not really answering the questions they're asking him here. He's just got his speech and he's reeling off and he's done brilliantly, but that's what a politician does, isn't it? They have their message that they want to get across and whatever they're asked they will twist the answer into into that i'm not overly familiar with ashton at watford so i'll bow to your superior knowledge on that he's also massively unpopular with a big swathe of the bristol city fans and i can kind of understand on the one hand that they spent big under his watch and had to reset and then from the other point of view, there was COVID and we all know that if you don't have parachute payments and trade brilliantly but have one bad transfer window, yeah. you know, unless you're, unless you're Brentford, they're the only ones who just kept doing it and kept doing it and doing it. So I can see how people who are football fans who have never worked in the kind of corporate sphere, never come across these hyper aggressive alpha male soundbitey type people would be like i don't like that guy that he's you know i i don't relate to him i can understand that i'm going to be a very trite football fan and say well my team is winning i don't care so uh, yeah so hopefully the, the problem is the bristol city fans less the watford fans the bristol city fans are all sat there on the trigger waiting for him to mess it up and they've been very quiet for the last 18 months. So yeah. uh, if at any point, I mean, look, play out this scenario. Ipswich losing the playoffs this season and lose the momentum and are in three years' time, they're 15th in the championship and struggling. And McKenna's gone off to Crystal Palace or, or what have you in the, in the meantime. Oh, no. Oh, no. You go to a good club, surely. <laughs> I don't know. And other another Premier League club. So yeah. Ashton's complete Marmite. And I and I totally, I totally get why in terms of you know in fairness to ashton he's always like developing uh you know he's had a few few under him um i've heard uh never mind anyway that's another <laughs> that's another line we won't go we won't go not that's going anywhere near that, no, that point, that sure. no. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by the word allegedly yes 
<laughs> always, always. Not wanting to kind of fixate on 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 back back on Leaf, but what level can he get up to? I know he's, he's he he did wonders last season, and his assists this season as as somebody who's playing kind of left back in that are astonishing. Is he future England potential in, you know, having having watched him a, a, a bit? And is there anybody else that you think that can come through this team and really step up in terms of or, or almost to the level of a Bellingham, you know, who was at Birmingham, did a great job there, but nobody saw he was necessarily going to punch through quite so far. But what ceiling do we put on uh, on Leif Davis? You got in hard with the comparison there, throwing Bellingham into the mix, haven't you? I, 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 I thought I thought I'll throw him a bone. I'll pay him a compliment. Who's going to win the Ballon d'Or this year? Let's compare him to him, shall we? But um, look, <laughs> the emotional football fan answer would be, oh, he's going right to the top. Blah blah blah. Fifty million pound player. The sensible, reasoned answer is so he got. Trained by Bielsa, which always helps um, when he was at Leeds. I think we were lucky to get him in League One and perhaps Leeds were a bit silly to sell him Mm -hmm. in the kind of back end of the Brad Rosani, Victor Orta going a bit mad period. He was way, way too good for League One and obviously racked up all the assists and the set pieces. So big tick there. Okay, he's too good for League One, understood. He's proving now in a team in the championship with a good pattern of play that he's possibly a top level championship player. If you wanted, Pete, you could go on YouTube and look at goals scored against Ipswich particularly as Ipswich blow up late in games at Portman Road and see loads of goals as they've been doing, but still winning. And probably point some fingers at some concentration. To be fair to the guy, there's so much pressure on him to be in the opposition half and penalty box scoring and making assists that maybe you can forgive him a bit of latitude on the defensive side of it. I suspect he could play in the Premier League, given there would be less pressure on him to be all things to all people at that one time. I can't I can't sit here and say he's a guarantee because you never know. With you probably have players at Watford who you think, oh, he's going to be amazing. You sell him on and he doesn't do anything. So, yeah, the, the considered answer is I think he'd have a pretty good crack at the Premier League. And speaking of Mark Ashton, he sold Lloyd Kelly from Bristol City to Bournemouth, who's pretty solid Premier League fair and... I would say that that wouldn't be a false equivalence to... I know um, Kelly's a bit bit of a different profile of player, but he's a left-back that came through in the championship and he's kind of my my go-to... Um, player there. That's I know that's very reasoned. That's very reasoned. You mentioned you know kind of games at uh, at Portman Road where you might give away goals, but you're still winning them. You've had ten games at home. You've won nine. You've had nine away matches and you've won five. You know we're going to get to the prediction league in a moment. Which boy oh boy will that show you levels of production work that you know ITV for <laughs> honestly you come and see this in a minute. Um, how does that kind of uh, affect? how you've been playing are you playing slightly differently is it is it a question of being slightly more you know counter-attacking perhaps what, what's one what's the difference and secondly how do you think that might play out at Vicarage Road don't know I can posit the theories that you have so I can I think the intention is fairly similar home and away but obviously as you say the outcomes are the home games, we've literally had a 4-3 defeat, a 4-3 win, a 4-2 win, two 3-2 wins, one of which we were 2-0 down in. So it's just been mental at home. My, and I could be wrong about this, my rationale is that teams are a little more inclined to let us have the ball at Portman Road. And there's a bit of a sense that Ipswich have been just gung-ho first half and then tailed off a bit. I've seen a couple of games at Portman Road where they have been blowing 
in the second half and you think you know have they used everything up in the in the first half here away from home though i've seen a few real cracking one nil maybe sheffield wednesday one nil bristol city one nil qpr one nil southampton one nil where you know you show up you get the clean sheet you get the goal i suppose if you're going to watford the intention will be more more the latter because um to just come out all guns blazing would be a little bit silly wouldn't it um given it's a year two parachute team with some good quality and you guys are in good form i think only leeds and southampton have more points in the eight game form table at the moment so i don't want to see them go the portman road approach but it'll certainly be fun for everybody watching if they do because get on both teams to score and over 3.5 goals put it that way very good stuff very good stuff right i'm going to ask you sir i'm going to give you six characteristics of a team and i'd like you just in your own individual opinion not as it switch to just give us marks out of 10 for the for, for these characteristics it's all right we've asked everybody else about this that's fine physicality marks out of 10 six and a half oh he's gone for halves rich WFC two. He likes this. Good luck. Pl- good luck much. plotting that on your spider graph. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're going to come out and look like Arsenal two thousand and five, and you're going to go, "Wow, look at that!" Now they would be a ten, oh, right? This this is impressive stuff, Rich. You this is for you, mate. This is great. Uh, technical ability. I mean, of the players, not massively high, but give with the pattern of play they've got, I'd say eight. Ooh, not massively high, eight. This is good. <laughs> this is good. Pete, they're, they're League One. They're League One players with a brilliant manager. What more can I say? But they're not. They're Championship players <laughs> with a Championship manager. That's exactly yeah, what right. they are. Uh, ta- tactical nous. I mean, obviously, oh. some of this has to go to your uh, to your manager. Yeah, nine. Yeah. Oh, hello, hello. Counter attacking. Yeah, good. Seven and a half. It's oh, Fractions. People are bringing fractions into this yet again. <laughs> Ruining my life. My spreadsheet knows no sense. Pace. Six. Ooh. And finally, possession. Really good. Eight. Blimey. Oh, we're gonna get we're gonna get dicked over here, Peter. <laughs> I'm not looking <laughs> forward to I'm this. Justin, I'm I'm not an objective person when it comes to critiquing my own football uh, team. Okay. Who have to be fair got an ungodly amount of points though. So forty five points from nineteen games would would, would oh. back those numbers up, hopefully. Yeah, it, it's it's excellent, and don't worry if the, this is absolutely the level of shallowness that we're absolutely after. Why on earth would we want to have somebody who isn't opinionated in this piece? I know you can wear that hat and do that comfortably, but we're talking about your first love, Ipswich Town. Look at that! Look at that! More more physicality than uh, than a number of teams have had it, but uh, that, uh, that those possession and technical abilities only below kind of self-assessed Southampton, who of course have Russell Martin, who we don't trust anyway. Never mind. Never mind. There. <laughs> We go. <laughs> well, in that story. case, I think it's time that oh. we got to where the rubber hit the road. Brace yourself. Um, this is Robbie from AFTV, and you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast, and I can confirm it's brilliant. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. <laughs> at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. 
Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Brilliant. It's the Prediction League, everybody. And uh, today, it's going to be even more bizarre than normal, if something can be said. Last season, Ben, we started this off. You're on a number of occasions, I think, might have helped us out with, with some of these. But basically, Justin and Carl took on the EFL. Uh, the whole of the championship uh, took took part in it. And the last knockings, Justin just was pipped to the post by the EFL. He's got over that completely, which is nice to see. Basically, what happened was lots of other people went, I think we can beat these two idiots with inanimate objects. So uh, we're, we're recording now before the Southampton game, but the current league table sees the EFL sit atop and you'll be playing for them and giving us a forecast for them. Carlos is in second place, having a having had a very good run and previously top of the table, Justin, is down the bottom. 1-1, its own prediction, is uh, in mid-table on 13 points. Jarvis Cocker Spaniel is in 12. He would be on 13, but of course he was, uh, he was dropped a point for turning up late and we suspect he was drunk, even though he was a cock. Spaniel. Artificial stupidity is on 12, as is JP Backgammon FC. Now, this has turned into now, Monty Python or something, hasn't you it? You wait, mate. You ain't seen anything yet. <laughs> we started off, and uh, and and <laughs> Mr. John Parslow said, I think I've got a way of predicting football scores. Now, I think, Ben, Mr. John Parslow may now be familiar to you. Let's see what John's prediction is for the game. <laughs> against Ipswich Town at Vicarage Road. And it's Watford versus Ipswich Town. The Tractor Boys. And in good news for Watford, Championship Guru and friend of the podcast, Benjamin Bloom, is here watching. And of course, every time he does watch, Watford win. <laughs> so even a diehard Ipswich fan like him would surely want to keep that run going, wouldn't he? Well, the dice are on the pitch and it's Watford to go first. Let's go, boys. And it's Watford two minus one, and that's one. It switches to go next. But wait, what's this? <laughs> oh my Benjamin God. Bloom has taken control of the Ipswich dice. Well, we better roll them. Oh well, it's a double Bloom, which means nil to Ipswich. So unless Benjamin sends in a roll prediction, it's Watford one, Ipswich nil. So come on, Benjamin, roll the dice. Hello, everybody. Benjamin Bloom here from the Benjamin Bloom Football Channel, and more pertinently today, the Blue Monday podcast, because we are previewing Watford v Ipswich for the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast, and I'm required to roll two dice. I don't have two dice. I did when I was little. So what we're going to do, we're going to flip the camera, and I've got a special app up on the iPad here, and you're going to see my roll imminently. Here it comes, the wonders of modern technology. Let's do this. Three, five. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Right. Well, there we go. There we go. Um, for, for anybody who didn't realise that, obviously Ben has just rolled. Two I did. I did like the fact that you kind of turned around and said, "No, I don't have a. I don't have dice primarily because I'm not five. Um, so it's it's the more. <laughs> I did come across a, a bit a bit rude. That I did. No, 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 no. That's exactly what we're after. John deserves <laughs> no better, and he knows it. Um, so no, basically, you, you take you take the, the the difference between the two dice, and that's the score. So that means that John has made a 2-1 to Ipswich score there. I'll shake hands on that right now. Yes, please. I, yeah, I, th I think you probably would. Well, 
we started and John John basically has he's been up step ladders he's uh, he's conducted these things with backgammons uh, on the Angel of the North uh, he's gone across to Ireland to make a prediction for a Swansea game none of it made sense then none of it does now we're keeping on going with it despite <laughs> universal public apathy to this whole nonsense I, anyway. may, may I say though I, I'd forgotten the lucky charm that is Ben yes. at Vicarage Road are um, you coming I on am, Tuesday right but I'm not sitting in uh, sitting with Carlos, because I I feared for my safety there because he's in the raucous bit, isn't he? Uh, yeah, like Justin. Yeah, I might be nearer you. I see. Right. Okay. And I will be wearing a hat and travelling in disguise, but I'll have a beer with you beforehand. <laughs> right. Okay. So this. I, okay. So this kind of throws me out a little bit now because is it because it, when he sits with Carly's lucky because when you sat near me last time I saw us lose oh, you five. Lost- yeah. Five nil to Liverpool was. We got, they had <laughs> they had Mohamed Salah. <laughs> this is true. Not, if we will have Nathan Broadhead, who I love, but Mohamed Salah at that point was probably the world's best um, footballer in form. This he? is true. I he... don't know. It's almost like Justin that all of these curses and superstitions are absolutely meaningless. Aren't it is, they? isn't but, it? It oh, is. <laughs> however, however, John's just referenced it in his backgammon, and I'm now sort of thinking, hmm. Uh, I, but I, the, I, the record was sensational, wasn't it, last season? Fantastic. I saw you beat Sheffield United, Burnley, yeah. Middlesbrough. West Brom. Middlesbrough, who were like three of the top six. Luton, four, was it 4-0 or 4-1? 4-0, 4-0, 4-0, get it right. Um, <laughs> would you come to another one, Justin? Uh, West Brom, I think Peter mentioned there, which is one. Yeah, that, yeah another three, parachute team. Yeah. Did you beat them as well? I think you did, didn't yep. you? 3-2, wasn't well, it? Oh, we did. We yeah, did. it was one of those, yeah, yeah. just something like that. Oh, yeah. mate, I was, I was the Watford guru last season. I think we might have you? actually yeah. been sort of flirting with relegation had you not come to those games <laughs> last season. So, uh, beat it, the entire parachute bunch and two... Two automatic promotion teams and one playoff team, yeah? Thank you very much. Thank you very much. It's so, but does it count when he's an to... Ipswich fan, now, you see? This is the thing. This is another part of this superstition. It's all a bit kind of in the air and I don't know where to go. But let's not get ahead of ourselves here because there is some more predictions to come, isn't there, Peter? Yeah, this is true. I'm just making a little note here. The next time we have uh, we have Benjamin on, I'm going to ask him whether or not Leif Davis is going to be the next Mo Salah, as he just referenced. He didn't have them. <laughs> there we go. No pressure there. No pressure, Leif. Anyway, there we go. Um, so we started off. John's been all over the place. It's been quite bizarre. And then on game week three, a, a different Ben, not yourself, uh, Ben contacted us and said, I think my dog Jarvis could get involved with this. And we went, really? How so? He said, well, and he put out a number of methodologies that he could he could predict and divine successfully the scores of football games, which is probably why he's at the bottom. But anyway, he uh, he last came up with the tombola of shite, and then he has now changed to and stuck with the worst chess set we've ever seen. But first of all, he makes a little bit of a, a chat about a certain Ipswich side from a certain era. To the carnage of the Prediction League, I just wanted to reminisce for a moment about this brilliant Ipswich side from the early 80s. They had everything. For a start off, they had a brilliant Adidas football kit. They had a brilliant manager in Bobby Robson and they had some superb players such as Johnny Walk, Eric Gates, Russell Osman, Paul Mariner, Alan Brazil, Arnold Muren, Franz Tyson, George Burley, Paul Cooper, Mick Mills. Russell Osman, they, they had such a team. Anyway, now the mayhem. Watford okay, v Ipswich score prediction time. You know the routine now. We've got Elephant, Cat in the Out, three Watford players, Space Hopper, and the big England fan. When you're ready, bud, you uh, choose which one it's going to be under. This is for the Watford score, mate. For the Watford score. 
Which one? Which one? Which one are you going? He's going for this one here, the Watford player. Watford, three. Okay, nice. The objects have been mixed up. So we now need your prediction for the Ipswich scoreline, mate. So pick one. Pick one. Which one? Which one? Which one? Oh, I think he's gone for a quick. Oh, no, he's knocked down. This Watford player, and it's three for Ipswich as well. So that's... No, and now he's picked... Elephant was knocked down afterwards. So that's Watford three. Ipswich three. I don't no, know I'm... what's going on anymore, Peter. It's, it's, it's been getting increasingly bizarre. Who was the lady at the end? Yeah, quite. Justin. I've no idea. What was she about to do? I've no I think idea. that was trying to make a play on Ed Sheeran having red hair. That was ah, my guess. Okay. That was my best guess. Right. But, you know... In fairness, I think it's nice that you know Ben should state his uh, his appreciation of the Ipswich team. Oh, mate. you into a full sense of security before showing actually how bizarre everything is when trying to make these predictions. So there we go. That can, that can I just say, Pete, on that astonishing. on that Ipswich team, they were astonishing. They have completely ruined any conversation you can ever have about trying to pick your. You know, when you pick your, your best era, yeah. Watford team or whatever, and you have one player from this decade and one with that. When you have one team, and okay, there was the Alf Ramsey team from the early 60s. When you have one team that were like all international players that won the UEFA Cup, the FA Cup, and finished second in the league twice, just kind of, as much as I love Matt Holland, Marcus Stewart, Kieran Dyer, all the players from the last 25 <laughs> years, it, you, you end up just literally running through that team like uh, like your boys just did. Fantastic. Well, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a, It was a team that I think... It was genuinely probably everybody's second second team back in the back in the early eighties. You probably had a, a penchant for Liverpool because of Kenny Dalglish and various things and triumphing through Europe as they did. But of course, you did the same and uh, and was was a mighty fine team to watch as well. So we uh, we also have in the in the whole setup one uh, one which has its own prediction of. 1-1, one, one, which is kind of reasonable, I suppose, um, makes kind of sense. Now, uh, but also, we went with artificial stupidity, which involves me pressing something not dissimilar to what you did to finish off John's prediction. Um, and that has gone Watford 1, Ipswich 5. Ooh. Gone rather the other way, which isn't very good. So okay, we thought, I will take that. I'm sure you will. But we turn to you now and ask you. Now you cannot repeat any forecasts that have been made. So you can't okay. have one one. You can't have two one tips. So you can't have three all, and you can't have five one. But what do you think the score will be when uh, when we take on you guys? under the lights of Vicarage Road. Am I allowed to break the fourth wall and give my excuse about when we're recording this? Absolutely. So Saturday has not happened yet. So Ipswich haven't gone away to Middlesbrough. Um, yeah, you've got a... Are you away at Southampton? No, or at home? home. Home to we're Southampton, yeah. Tricky, tricky game for you guys as well, I guess. So yeah. um, hard games for both sides. We're expecting... So Mass Luongo and Brandon Williams are both suspended at the weekend. So we do expect them to... McKenna's kind of had his mind made up on the rotation. There. We expect them to start at Watford. I'd like to see Broadhead start, but he tends to be a bit of a 60-minute man. I'm enjoying Big Val at Watford. I must admit, I did want him to go full long ball pressing mm -hmm. like he used to at Barnsley. I thought that would have been such fun. And he's, he played a bit more, bit more football than that, haven't yes. you? I, I, yes. I thought it would have been a... Um, I thought Graham Taylor would have greatly approved of a direct, really, you know, up and out and press inside. 
I will go. I don't care what the result is if we beat Norwich <laughs> on the weekend. But um, so I'll, I'll take a, I'll take a three 0 defeat if we beat Norwich. Let's go for a two two. Um, I think it will be both sides to score. I don't I don't see us keeping um, keeping you guys out. There he is. Excellent stuff. I don't see us keeping you guys out. I like Ryovich. I think he's going to post a good total. But famous last words, Ipswich always score. Mm. Except at West Brom the other week, but every other game. (laughs) Except when we draw a blank, we always score. (laughs) That was like that I I before E saying, which is like, yeah, I before E, except for these 18 times when it's not. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) Very good, very good. So we've got we've got a, a one all, we've got a two two Desmond, uh, we've got a two one to Ipswich, a three all, and a five one. So that's funny. Sir. Other than the nil nil, the draws have gone. But Justin, let me let me turn to you, sir, as uh, as you are still currently in second uh, in second place to to Carlos. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think the score is going to be? I yeah. I I might as well just roll dice, Peter. Really, because uh, as you can as you can see this year, I'm not. Oh. Without my you one may, one, you banker. may get. You may get if you roll dice. You may get a double bloom because that is now a thing. Apparently, <laughs> it's now a thing. He's actually made Ben dice. I mean, John's yes. creativity knows no bounds. Worryingly, he now has a framed photo of you at home. Yeah, ben. I uh, was going to reference that episode of Alan Partridge where he goes to the bloke in the bungalow and he's got the big tattoo. But no, sorry, John. I just, I just. No, no. Uh, honestly, the things that he's framed this year is has been quite, quite a okay. thing. I feel um, less special now and that's a good thing yeah but that will probably be in the bin with something else in it next week without <laughs> don't, don't want to burst your bubble <laughs> it will be something that's else tremendous yeah i'll give you the w there justin uh, you're very welcome right so i think that so you you reckon it's going to be high scoring you know i remember you mentioning that earlier on saying it could be high scoring um uh, so let, let's do a three two but i don't know who to i i don't want to lose this game because i'm i said to somebody last night i said i'm actually looking forward to going to football for the first time in ages at the moment it's actually become thing where I'm like oh good we're actually looking as if we care excellent okay that means I'm not just going to sit and talk to someone for 90 minutes I am actually going to enjoy the football so um none taken don't worry no 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 that's that that, and of course that came out all wrong um I think uh it's going to be a 3-2 and I'd like to win it so I'm going to say 3-2 Watford but I mean obviously that's not going to happen but let's go for a 3-2 Watford fantastic stuff Excellent. Now, the, the, so, the other elephant in the room, of, of course, is that Mr. Carlos isn't on the call. Are we going to uh, speak to him later on and insert his we prediction? Are, in? We, are, yeah. we are going to insert Carlos, which oh, isn't dear. a sense. The way this is going, I'm expecting Carlos in a Mr. Blobby costume to come through one of your windows right now after the last 10 minutes of this podcast. If he comes through mine, I'm on a second floor. Oh, so are you, actually, Pete. Yeah, that could be quite entertaining, <laughs> actually. That could be... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Hello, everybody. It's Carl from the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Um, Very sorry that I wasn't able to get onto the podcast. I've had a bit of a nightmare. Um, No electricity being one of them, but we've got there in the end. My prediction for the Ipswich game is going to be Watford 2, Ipswich 1. I don't generally believe that, but I'm going to say it anyway. Hey-ho. Thanks again. Goodbye. Yeah, so uh, like I say, I, I I am actually enjoying the football a little bit now for the first time in a, in a couple of years. And so, what was it eight games and one defeat? Is it? I'm not quite sure what the the actual stats are. Nine games, and the only game we've lost has been Leicester, right? And and we kept them at bay for 75 minutes, 
the fact that we took Jake Livermore off on 60 minutes explains why in the last half hour we kind of capitulated and then gave a penalty away. So, But coming coming uh, back and beating Norwich from being 2-0 down and, you know, the, the game against Hull the other day as well, that, that wonder goal. That ball. was very, very impressive win that. I felt a bit sorry for Wes Hoyt after you saw that Wes Burns goal and... He scores this world in. It's not even the best goal by a bloke called Wes in the championship <laughs> that hour. You know what I mean? It's yeah. the best goal Hoyt will ever, ever score. But let's be honest, every time he gets the ball now, that annoying shoot cry is coming up at it will. Um, anywhere near halfway, isn't it? What it a will. goal, though, by the way. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And it was, it was one of those games as well where you just thought, bloody hell, we're actually trying. We're actually playing really well here. And, you know, I luck seems to be on good. Yeah, I really enjoyed yeah, it. Very good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. So, as, as, and, and sorry to, uh, to jump across to your, your, your other discipline as, as championship and EFL aficionado and uh, a knower of all things football. Your words, not mine. No, there you go. <laughs> what? That's, that's fine. I'm, I'm all for paying other people compliments. It's just never the other way around. Oh. Oh, no, anyway. so, name me just off the top of your head who were three bright sparks in in the championship to look out for and we're not going to include anybody from Ipswich to put Leif Davis under any further pressure than we've already tried to put him under this particular podcast three 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 players who you think are ones to look out for as they develop over the next two to three years Oh, let's try and be clever then. Uh, Remain Essay of Millwall, a young winger who looks like he's going to be really good. We'll see what Joe Edwards can do with Remain Essay also has the bonus of sounding like my homework. I like that very much. Right, we'll look out <laughs> yeah. for him. Who else should we go for? Uh, is Johnny Rowe at Norwich too obvious? He's kind of already broken through, hasn't he? But um, absolute bull of that guy. Young players, youngsters to come through. Uh, Adam Wharton at uh, Blackburn, lovely head up, kind of languid um, midfielder. Um, it's just off the top of my head. I mean, there's some way more obvious ones. Um, I'm sure you've come up against the Plymouth lads and Whitaker is every time he plays Ipswich, he turns into Messi and smashes one in from 25 <laughs> yards. He's, in the, he's at, well, I assume he doesn't play like that every game or he would be playing for Liverpool or Arsenal or whoever now, but uh, no, some great, some great young players. Um, I mean, the parachute teams have got some as well. Archie Gray's going to be worth a fortune for Leeds if they yeah. manage him nice and kind of um, nice and carefully. Um, will that do you? Absolutely. I, I like Wharton because we've already accused Ian at, uh, at 4,000 Holes, uh, the Blackburn podcast, of growing Whartons in his back garden. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They've already got a couple, and I'm, I'm pretty sure he was planting some more a couple of days ago. Yeah. So I there we go. I remember. There we go. Right. I think Excellent. it's time to end this nonsense. Obviously, do get in touch before the game on the Tuesday and we will see each other before the game. Please don't out me if you see me at the game. I'm not going to cheer if it's which score. I'm going to sit there and be well behaved at uh, Watford's always amazing hospitality. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't Graham out Taylor you. Stand. I think if you're in the Graham <laughs> Taylor stand. Yeah, you should be fine, but yes, I, I yeah, I certainly wouldn't out you. So, and, and plus the fact, I think your reputation precedes you, uh, and you know what? We we tend to be a hospitable lot. You know, no, you do, you do. To be fair, yeah, obviously, if it does get to five one, keep your head down. But other than that, it's fine. yeah, exactly, exactly <laughs> that. Yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll 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 catch up before then. But in the meantime, thank you very much for coming on. Do not scratch your eyes again. We will do this again on the reverse fixture, which is Peter. 
which is including the uh, small print. You may we as well play, do the small print. We yes. play away on Wednesday again. It's another midweek game forecast for Wednesday, the tenth of April. Currently seven forty-five kickoff. Subject to Sky moving to eight pm and making everyone travel a bit later because it's a weekday evening. So I kept that particularly short. How close is that to the month. Easter? So is that? I assume the Easter weekend's right at the start of April. Then is it? Well, let's have a look. Uh, Friday, the 29th of March. Uh, oh, it's really early. Okay. Yeah, it's Friday. I was going to say, that sounds a bit hectic. So there's a three-game week straight after Easter. These poor football players. God. I know. Yep. Yep. They ought to pay them more, really. <laughs> um, I was going to say, if only, if, they made, if only they made a fortune to do this. Eh? Exactly. If, if we track the last seven games of the season, obviously these are Watford-related, but obviously the championship will, will follow pretty much closely to this you've got that friday on the 29th you've got the following oh, monday right. on the first you've then got the saturday the sixth you've got wednesday the 10th you've then got saturday the 13th and then it goes into uh, it goes into saturday 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 so there's a there's a two-week spell there which is going to be including that easter bank holiday where they're going to have about i would suggest about four games in the best part of 10 days it's going to be and pretty i suspect hectic. both of our fan bases will be hoping for a two-game week in the middle of May sometime after the season's finished as well, weren't they? Who knows? Who knows? I wouldn't have said that that was anywhere near possible uh, up to a couple of months ago, but now it's possible, I would think, but uh, who knows? Who knows? Uh, It's football, isn't it? All it's going to take is a couple of injuries on our part or Livermore to lose his form or Rayovic to not get the service and we're back to where we are. So we are on the thinnest of... Of, of margins but who knows let's let's hope so as always it's been a pleasure having you on and to to have your company for well 47 minutes well that's quite that's quite a long one for us peter especially only uh without carlos waffling on um so uh not any waffles uh so um hello carl if you're listening uh so thank you very much for coming on do not scratch your eyes and uh, we will catch up with you in april and before thank you very much ben pleasure The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go, your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.